The following podcast contains opinions from paid professionals. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and is not advice. Gambling is not a financial strategy. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome to bonus episode two of our first series of Horse Racing 101. I'm Paul Joyce. I'm joined by Keon Dickens. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm great. Of course, we're covering the two-year-old Magic Millions. In fact, the entire Magic Millions mm. coming up on Saturday. And of course, this is a podcast designed to help recreational punters improve. And I suppose this week it's all about Magic Millions. But I suppose to kick off, we should touch on what happened last week, which of course, Tab Wave Day. Yeah, I might let you lead this one. Are you just? Well, you, had a, you were an owner of the Tab Wave. Winner. Winner. Arts object. Arts object. Surprise win. Didn't see it coming. 50 to 1. Mm. Mm. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> Tips not slips, Joyce. Tips not slips. Didn't tip it. I tipped the uh, horse that ran second, Encoder. Yeah, it was a good run. And during That's the race, old. my eyes were between Encoder, which was a bit further back than I expected, mm-hmm. and Arts object, which I have a very small share in, mm-hmm. which was in a beautiful spot getting the run of the race. And going into the race, the ownership group thought maybe fifth, sixth would be a good result. Uh, considering her form. Yeah. Uh, and then at about the 800, I remember looking at you and you looked at me and you're like, you're travelling. Like, you're really travelling. You're literally the only one travelling. And then it got to the turn and she's loomed into it and I'm like, well, she's going to run top three. Like, yeah. how good is this? She's going to yeah. run top three. And then at the 200, I didn't even realise it was Encoder coming out of the pack. I just saw something coming out of the pack. And then no, I'm like, but she's, no, uh, but I'm like, she's still going good. She's going to fight out the finish. Yeah. And not only did she fight out the finish, but she... She won. Went right on with it and won and won convincingly. And then, of course, the party started. And it pa- was good, but hey. party kept like, going. It's those moments in racing that, particularly when they're a little bit unexpected. Yes. They just mean so much because if you're really like, if you're expecting it, it's then quite disappointing when things don't go to plan. So something and like that, you know, I didn't so get that true. big $200,000 bonus <laughs> check, but I felt like I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were there part of the day, of course, which was yeah. great to have you there. And you were actually there watching the race with myself and Kurt, who's the trainer and uh, obviously involved in the celebrations immediately after. Yeah. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. But I think you're right too with an, a surprise like that because we'd had a whole preparation where she hadn't won a race, yeah. six or seven starts. And we'd gone to races that we thought we could win and you'd come home and you'd get beaten and you're trying to work out why. And, uh, you know, we had a trainer that never gave up. We had a jockey who, Ange Jones, who had been oh. on the horse several times and she kept and she just kept giving a few ideas of how you could get this horse to improve and I think the visors first time we've discussed gear changes the visors went on first time a last minute decision and it was a sort of Kurt and together came up with the idea yep let's give it a go and uh whether or not it worked something worked and she's improved so he um, he had a spot on for that for the grand final yeah Kurt's now a grand final trainer (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna love to hear that he'll watch this (laughs) podcast retweet it that's if he ever gets Twitter, but um, he's got Twitter. He still goes to the bank and handwrites his slips, you know. So <laughs> I like that; it's different. He's definitely different. <laughs> All right, so that was the wave, the tab wave. Arts object one. She's going to back up, I think, in the twenty two hundred on Saturday. So let's see if the fairy tale continues for another week. Yeah, how good. Um, uh, let's touch on the track, a track that hasn't had a lot of racing, uh, but what it did have was a lot of rain. Um, we're able to race on a good four surface without any kickback, um, some good times were run too. So it's obviously got great 
drainage and for I, as far as I know, you're usually the weatherman in this duo, but there is <laughs> rain predicted, um, so there's not too much concern. No, there's not much concern unless it happened to rain heavily on the day. And yeah. I mean, we didn't get that rain last Saturday on the day and the track raced fantastically. It was on pace. It was near the fence, uh, but it's a brand new track. Yeah, it's and, had no racing. You know, it's had no racing. And I think if you're ever going to have a track, you want it to be on pace fence. Mm -hmm. like that's where you want horses to have an advantage if there's going to be an advantage anywhere because it and certainly should be shouldn't be coming wide because then everyone wants to get off the fence and Correct. it becomes very And there wasn't as if there was crazy upsets apart from there Bart's object. But and obviously, yep. as you heard, there was a sense of timing with Bart's object. Yeah, so there it was. was. Overs. There was. Um, so, yeah, it's not as if there was these crazy horses no, there wasn't. sticking and, on. And we did have some small fields early in the day with fast two-year-olds and they're just going to dominate from the front. Any day. It doesn't matter what track you're on. Exactly. Uh, later in the day, they were coming late down the outside, horses at any old price they were finishing off hard not winning yeah but they were finishing off hard so i think come saturday just it'll be perfect perfect yeah play it as it comes perfect all right what are we going to do next tab we, market we're going to have a look at we're going to delve into the two-year-old race okay let's do that so we're going to have a look at the two-year-old race the barrier draw was literally an hour yeah. ago yeah so as we're recording this fresh off the barrier draw the big guns uh have had a mixed bag mm -hmm. uh, storm boy drew quite well mm-hmm uh Highness drew perfectly. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who else is drawn anyway. Arabian Summer drew nine. Arabian Summer drew really well. Yep. Um, so they're sort of the big guns. The market reflected that. Stormboy firmed up even more yeah. from a good mid-draw. He's now, well, by the time we read this price out, it's going to be irrelevant. So mm. around about $2.40 yep. uh, for, for Stormboy. The clear-cut favourite, undefeated. Gay and Adrian, uh, Adam Hieronymus rides. He's the horse to beat. Uh, Highness has been a big firmer after drawing barrier four. Mm, good uh, draw. Coming off the Wyong Magic Millions win where he beat Spywire Spy and then Spywire came out and looked very impressive winning on mm. Saturday. So he got go. attacked early too and he was still able to sort of kick on. He was. And yeah. then the filly that you fell in love with on Saturday was Arabian Summer. Yeah, she's What can you tell winner. us about her? <laughs> Apart from the fact she's the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from the fact that she's winner. Uh, she's a little beauty. Uh, I saw her in the flesh for the first time on Saturday. She's a very professional filly. Uh, she does everything right. She would have spent a long time on a truck. Um, so I think she'll back up even better. Uh, and what she showed was a little bit of versatility because she sat on speed, uh, her runs down south, and she was able to take a nice sit. And I think the best part about hers is I compared the time. So Spywire ran was very much in muchness. 103.28, was the last 600. And then Little Girl, Arabian Summer, ran 103.15, 33.55, so slightly quicker but she was stronger through the line. So I think she profiles really well for a 1,200-metre horse. And off that draw, she could just sit back and let it all unfold and be the strongest at the finish. All right, so we're going to get into your two-year-old form because you were there on Saturday, so you got to have a look at those two key players. two-year-olds. Arabian Summer and Spywire. Mm. Uh, and obviously you've already touched on the reason you think Arabian Summer can come through that run and win again on Saturday. And being two-year-old racing, we really wanted to – differentiate between the form we had to do last week on the tab wave which mm -hmm. was about using all the form you had to yeah. compile a set of ratings markets and then try and work out where the value lay now didn't work um <laughs> sort i thought of, i sort thought of did, sort of did. well it sort of did sort of did i mean we i really just, got it we both tipped encoder well i just when i did all my figures i sort of had encoder around four dollars yeah as the second pick behind princess zoe 
uh, and you're getting $7 when prices went up. So I thought, well, there's your overs. That's where you should bet. And I just got fixated on that horse from that point on. Yeah. And I just couldn't get away from him. Yeah. Uh, that's why I didn't back my own horse. Yeah. Didn't have anything on her because I just got too fixated on one horse thinking he was the value. I've been fixated on him since yeah. he won his maiden. So and, again. And then he just kept firming up and I thought, well, I've nailed this race. I'm a genius. He's going to yeah. get the right run on the fence. And anyway, he got a pretty good run, but unfortunately one got a better run and I was the lucky recipient of that. So. <laughs> I'm not going to whinge too much about that one. Um, so with your two-year-old form, we don't have as much data. We don't have – I mean, people have two-year-old ratings, but to be fair, they're not worth much because mm-hmm. two-year-olds can be here one day, there the next. They can be down the bottom one day and bounce back the next because yeah. they're still learning what it's all about Yeah. and, and they can go over the top very quickly. Mm-hmm. As a former jockey and uh, number one foreman in Australia, uh, travelling foreman that is, Tell us a bit about what over the top is with a two-year-old because it's a term some people mightn't have heard of. And uh, obviously when you're doing your two-year-old form, you know, you, it, it's it's in your zone. It's where you really specialise because you don't have to look at yeah. ratings and well, too it's, much it's, data. With your two-year-olds too, it's one day you've got them and the next day you don't. They've still yeah. got um, bones fusing, fusing and a lot of growing uh, they get growing pains. They can get, you know, if you start to see them laying down in the box and stuff during their downtime, you know that they're doing a lot of growing and they're getting that little bit tired. There's things like shin soreness and stuff yeah. that is that is bound to come on, but it's just when it happens. So your two-year-olds, early running two-year-olds, are like really balanced. You would have seen Spywire. It's really proportioned, balanced, early running. They're, they're usually more a little bit upright in their pastons. So they're just bred to go early. Um, whereas you have others that uh, aren't quite so balanced in their conformation. They've got growing to do. They're a bit longer in the past and they're, they're going to want time and ground and things like that. So your early running types, I th- guess you just think of a little sort of stocky uh, type of horse, but then you have your really good ones that aren't necessarily an early type to look at and are able to offset offset that in your races and you know that they're going to uh, go on to do better things uh, as later maturers. Um, so you, you're really going off your barrier trials, I think you're honing on a lot of and, and your types in the yard uh, and then how much they're doing wrong and how much they're doing right too, so how much improvement's to come. But that's why I like Arabian Summer because she does everything right and she needs to on grand final day and she's ready to do everything right on grand final day. There's no questions. And now we know she can also take a sit and relax in behind them and have a strong finish. That's it, and you assume she'll run a strong twelve hundred. Oh, which was, she was she was probably for know, mine stronger than Spywire at the end of eleven. Albeit, yep. Spywire got attacked on speed and was yep. strong at the end, but I just like her versatility. And then you got the two new kids on the block, uh, Stormboy and Highness. Yeah, uh, both seniors should run twelve hundred. I don't think there'll be a problem there, especially with Highness. Yeah, particularly Highness. The way he, he hit the line yeah. over eleven hundred at Wyong, running down Spywire. So yeah. I mean. I find two-year-olds probably my least favourite races to bet on because you do find massive form turnarounds, whereas I think once you get those older horses that are at their mark and you've got young horses coming through that have got upside, I tend to find them a lot easier to play in. Two-year-old racing, yeah, they can be up and down from one week to the next. And it is literally, as you just said, there are so many reasons. Young horses can be superstar one week and then off the boil completely the next. And even when they come back from a spell, you'll often find into their three-year-old season – Two-year-old form doesn't mean too much mm-hmm. because the younger ones, the more immature ones will catch up yeah. and the ones that were very mature early, they get caught up too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it changes a lot when they turn three. Yeah, so I think with your magic moons, anything that oh, that can put itself on speed and stick on um, is, is a lot of value. All right, let's have a look at let's get topical for the week, Kian. Uh, and this is a topic that you 
<laughs> I don't even know if it's suggested. a topic. <laughs> it's an interesting one. So take us through it. We're talking comparing writing styles. And now I think I'll just start by saying when you do your ratings and we show people how to do ratings mm-hmm. from start to finish, jockey is very important. It's a variable that is subjective. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, you can use stats to work out which jockeys are the best and which aren't the best. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a subjective decision. You might love this jockey and so you're going to give him two points when he's riding every horse you're ever going to do. Mm-hmm. Other jockeys you don't like as much, you might take a point or two off and that's going to make a fairly big difference to the final price that you come up with mm-hmm. for your horses. So, I mean, and that's how jockey ratings work. Yeah. Punters decide who they like, who they don't like and they add or subtract however much they want. For those particular riders, obviously apprentices in general, you take more off, uh, but then you've got to tack a bit on because they're getting a claim to yeah. offset that. So what do you want to talk about with riding styles today? I guess it's more of a kudos to Jimmy Orman's riding style. I've been a massive fan of J.O. since he sort of kicked off. Now, can you convert this into feet for me? I asked him today how tall he was, and I was hoping he was just going to say, like, <laughs> I'm five this or six that. He's 176 centimetres. He's 176 centimetres. Well, that would be... Roughly five foot nine, I would guess. Right. Mm. So he's nearly six foot. Is that well, correct? Very close. Five foot nine is pretty close to six foot. Yeah, you know, maths isn't my strong point. And what if you're watching, not listening, we're going to show a replay. He gets, he's so aerodynamic. And I remember as an apprentice or working with the apprentices, um, there was always like, you know, you need to get down lower. You're standing up in the irons and... There's a lot of excuses thrown around. But if 176-centimetre man can get as low as that and aerodynamic as that, I don't think there's any excuses for others. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. And obviously for you personally, if you're doing your for Queensland form, James Orman would be one of the jockeys mm. you would give most bonus points oh, to as sure. far as, um, you know, obviously there's, there's not much between the top ones up here, but James is one that you obviously... He's a versatile mm. jockey too, right? Exactly. On speed races, off speed races, um, young horses, all of those things. So he's just an overall, you take him with a lot of reliability. That's it. Um, but I just think he's a superstar. Uh, and unfortunately, he, he, I think he's minimum is 56 because he is that high. Yeah. A lot of people would be shocked, I think, nowadays if they saw how tall some of our jockeys are. I think Justin Huxtable might even be taller than him. I'd say he would be. He's a yeah. giant. He yeah. is. He's, he's close to. So they do a massive. He's job. close to six foot, I reckon, Justin. Uh, so we've got a couple of overlays we're shown today. Obviously, replays. We've got Jimmy Owens' riding style. So if you're listening to this, yeah, you may have to jump onto YouTube mm. at some stage to watch it if you want to get exactly what Cam was just and talking just, about. And, and then you won't be able to miss it. How low he actually it. gets when it's time to sit in transit and then go for the horse. And I think we've all seen J Mac in a close finish. Oh, well. He's you know, just, I think the Cox Plate was probably the best example, wasn't it? He's a staple, isn't he, that you want I mean, to base yourself off? He almost threw himself over the neck Yeah. To win the, on Romantic Warrior to win the Cox Plate. It was one of the best photo finishes you'll see as far as a jockey yeah. flattening He's out. He's got a great seat. Yeah. Uh, Blake Shin obviously has a beautiful seat. Ange Jones has a beautiful seat. Yeah. Yep. All right. So the other thing is Southern Jockeys. We're just touching on them. We'll finish it off with this. They dominated last weekend for Tab Wave. Obviously, more of them are coming up this weekend again. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking they can dominate again or is it just whoever gets the best rides on the day? Yeah, it depends what they're riding. I you agree. know me, I'm a big Queensland fan. You are? You're <laughs> I'm not the right person to ask. But, but I do think, like, obviously, you know, we're talking to J-Mac as the best jockey in Australia. Mm. No one – I mean, people would disagree with that because people love disagreeing with everything. But let's just assume he is the best jockey yeah. in Australia. He also gets the best rides. 
Yeah. Because he's the be- well, because he's considered the best jockey in Australia. Correct. So he's always on the best horse, or, or most often on the best most horse. Often, yeah. So therefore, he's going to ride more winners. Yeah. I mean, it's just and because of his ability, give uh, them a good. And ride. that's right. So I mean, it just that's just the way it works. And and those yeah. jockeys that have to ride the hundred to one pops every week, well, they don't have a strike rate like Chase McDonald because they're yeah. riding horses that are inferior to and their opposition. And sometimes it's hard to look really good on a horse that's going backwards. That's right. <laughs> and Kian can say this because there's people still getting to know Kian. She was an ex jockey. <laughs> yeah. Weren't you? Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's when, it's when, where did you ride your most winners? Oh, I only, I only had 30 rides. You had a couple um, of winners? Yeah, I had three winners. Not a bad um, strike rate? No, not a bad strike rate. So where, which were the winning tracks? Mungadai was my first winner. Tamworth and Barabra or Bingara. I can't remember which track. <laughs> Barabra or Bingara. I was gonna, they're close to each other. Um, yeah, but look, I'm not even as tall as Jimmy. And mm. and I back then, but I was riding fifty kilos. So and and then and back then that was sort of where you you really needed to be yep. when you started off. So I honed back in on track work. Yeah, and then you became the best track work rider in Australia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you've told me. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said I was all right, Judge. <laughs> I said you're the best track work rider in Australia for sure. That's you. In fact, you said Tony Gollan wouldn't be where he is if it wasn't for you. <laughs> Isn't that true? He's going to love hearing that. <laughs> Definitely some truth to it. I think he'd, and I think he'd know that he would have said it too, especially on occasion. He's going to order. All right. Speaking of Kian and her feats, it's up to one of the favourite segments on the entire show. We're going to talk about a Kianism this week, mm-hmm. and this week we're talking a term that you use a lot. Um, I think I know what this one means, and you just in the hurdy gurdy. In the hurdy-gurdy. In the hurdy-gurdy. So, I mean, you explain it. I'm not even going to have, have a guess. Do you guess. know what? I Googled hurdy-gurdy yep. today Okay. because I saw it on the run sheet. <laughs> it's an actual thing. So, it's not a made-up Keanism. So, what is hurdy-gurdy? It's a string instrument. But that's not what you refer to a hurdy-gurdy as. But it's, a, it's like a guitar. Oh, is it? Right. Like okay. a little one. So, so in Kian language, what's a hurdy-gurdy? In the hurdy-gurdy is like, you know, I'll see you when I see you or in the wash-up. Or in the meantime, how would you explain how? Well, what do you think it is? I think in the wash-up probably was yeah. the way I would consider when you're talking the hurdy-gurdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'll be talking, you'll have a conversation and then you'll say, oh, well, we'll get around to that in the hurdy-gurdy. Yeah, or, we'll this get, happened we'll get in, on to it This later. happened in the hurdy-gurdy. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll say to somebody, we, I know we've got to re-catch up to do something later, but we don't want to do it right now. <laughs> and I'll okay. say, yeah, I'll catch you in the hurdy-gurdy. In the hurdy-gurdy. Yeah. You'll catch you in the hurdy-gurdy. Yeah. That's what you say all the time. So that's essentially what she means when she says hurdy-gurdy. Of course, we do Keanism because there's also a separate language in racing and a lot of mm-hmm. punters out there are still coming to terms with what people in racing just talk about all the time. Yeah. And it's a different language. People can listen to us and think, what were they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Because every term we use is different, but in racing, you know what it means. Mm-hmm. And we've had a lot of people write in asking us to explain certain terms. But today we're just going to do, well, we're going to do backed off the map. So we can do mm-hmm. that really quickly. If a horse is backed off the map, it doesn't physically mean a horse is you know, on a map and comes off a map. So <laughs> what does it mean quickly, Kian? <laughs> it's when they're price firms. Yeah, then that firms significantly. Yeah. So if you're backed off the map, you might be $8 into $3. Yeah. It's a significant price firm and that's basically all it is. It can be $2.50 into $1.50. Mm-hmm. You know, that's backed off the map. Or $34 into $4 or is, you could, is backed off and, the map. And two, the other, like if it's a drifter, it's not drifting away to sea. It's, it's not drifting away to sea. No. And, and, its or, price is getting and, out. And as opposed to backed off the map, yeah. if they blow like the wind. Blow like the Dunny door. <laughs> it means that they've gone from $4 <laughs> to $21. Yes. You know, it's a significant firm or a significant drift. Yes. And 
It's just a term. They are simply backed off the map or, or, or blow like the wind, yeah. basically. People yeah. will say various things along those lines. Yeah. But that's what it means. Do we bath have, in bedding, people say Going for a bath? Yep. Exactly. Um, people are jumping out of trees to back this horse. That means they're firming. Yep. Yep. What else do they use? You, you're going well. You're good areas. Mm. You're running out of things. I might have just reached my mark. And we're going to talk about one other thing. Do you remember what we were talking about in in this area? Yeah, uh, on and off the bit. On and off the bit. Because we had someone write in and said, what is the difference between on and off the bit? Go. So when they're on the bit, they have the there's good contact through the reins with the jockey so the horse is travelling on its own accord. And when we say that it's off the bit or it is, you know, it's not touching the bridle in the run, you know, you've got a little bit of a loop in the rein and, and there's some promotion needed from the jockey to make them pick that bit back up. Okay, we're working through the show quite well here today. Now, it's time for a bold prediction. Oh, yeah. Are you looking forward <laughs> to this bit? Yeah. So I don't know why. Maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree. Oh, well, away you go. Um, so, if, oh, you want me to go? Yeah, me to lead? Yeah. Okay, I've got a few bold predictions for the year, sporting-wise. Okay. I think Anne Jones, Ange Jones will be given a good lightweight chance in a group race that she could probably pick off. Mm-hmm. Um, Tigers make the top four. <laughs> Tigers say so we've just got to – West Tigers. We've got to make NRL. it clear. We've got to make it clear. NRL, mm-hmm. West Tigers. Make the top, top four. four. I was going to say eight, and I was like, you know what? New year, new Tigers. Like, we've got a really – And these, are bold, these are bold predictions. They're not just soft predictions. Well, that's right. The, the heading is bold. Bold. So – it's all in. Broncos can probably win. Yes. Because now the Panthers halfback is with us. Yes. At the Tigers. And they've obviously got Reese Lightning, great yes. fullback. Yes. Um, oh, something else. What's that? You might be able to help me with this one. Okay. Any bold prediction, anything around, uh, centering around uh, anyone getting a green jacket this year? <laughs> Very good from you. Mm-hmm. Um, a green jacket is, of course, the US Masters winner. Mm-hmm. April in Augusta. It's not going to be me. No, but you're, but you're be Well, there. you're a better golfer than me, so it can't be me. I am a good golfer. Uh, well, you said you're a better golfer. I'm just not good at putting. Oh, I'm the worst putter. Get... I'm the worst putter oh, in the world. I just don't have the patience Seriously. You don't, don't have the patience. Oh. I've got the patience. I could stand there and look at a three-foot putt for 10 minutes. I really? just can't sink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just goes left or right. Just goes straight for once. No, so I can't putt. But, yeah, U.S. Masters, I don't know who's going to win U.S. Masters. Well, I think it's like, it's Rory, you know I'm a fan of Rory McIlroy. Of course you're a fan of Rory. So it's like his 15th go. He's in second in it. Has he? Yeah, I think. But, you know, I want to see more. I. Do you want me to get his autograph for you when I'm there? So you're going. Can I get a photo? Do you want me to get a photo with him? You're going to the Masters. So do you want me to get a photo with him for you or not? Yeah. You do. Say good day to him for me. He may well watch this. He may well watch this podcast. I think he listens. He to might podcast. come and find me and say, "Can I get a photo with you?" Yes, he uh, might. Send a Kian. Do you remember it was at the Masters and he holed out on like I don't know what hole it was, and it was it was for a birdie shot and it was like in the bunker mm. from the bunker, and you know the commentator said like this is impossible and then he managed to do anything it, is possible. Yeah, it was like so, yeah. my favorite memory of golf at the moment. Okay. So, Rory, your bold prediction is something to do with Rory? Yeah, Rory might win the Masters. He might win the Masters. Yeah. Okay, he might. He's a bit cranky, though, still. Is he still cranky yeah. about the whole live thing? Oh, look, that picture of it's... him with a ripped shirt, that could have been a cat. <laughs> he could have been attacked by hey. a cat. 
If anyone's seen a photo of Rory in a ripped shirt, it'll be you. I haven't seen that photo <laughs> of Rory in a ripped shirt. It went viral at one stage and then it got made into a heap of memes and it's really, it? it's still funny, still relevant, I think. I think they can reuse it um, okay. if he ever plays up again um, with a bad shot, you know, they've got it for life. Okay, well, that's... It's like, and he didn't know anyone was taking the phone. <laughs> My other bold prediction... There's more. <laughs> well, it's not a prediction, but Queensland is dead set up for grabs for a three-kilo apprentice to come and dominate. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, come that's on. it. Yeah. <laughs> Just it, it's not a person that you – I was waiting Friends. for the name. No, Finn. there's no name. Someone yeah. someone will come Somebody, as a three-kilo apprentice it is and like dominate in Queensland the racing. Taking. Yeah. Okay. Bold predictions. What do you yeah. think? What do I think of what? Bold like, prediction or no, that? The, oh, okay. Either of those. Let's – Anne Jones first. Can she win a group one mm-hmm. down think, in the weights? I think she'll be given a lightweight chance on a on a good thing. I agree with you. And as I said on Sunday at the Sunshine Coast, um, Anne can never do any wrong Mm-mm. in my eyes ever again. Oh, so she, oh she's yeah. Just, she's just she's just she's, a superstar. She did it when it counted, and she did it on my she's horse. She's just a beauty. So she's and and we already loved her. Yeah. So now she's just gone to a new and and hubby's already ridden a group one. Yes, Kyle Wilson Taylor. Kyle Wilson Taylor. Yes. So she's just she's just a new time. Pan. She she cannot ever fall out of favour. Yeah, but I think. But she's definitely. She should be given that natural chance. lightweight yep. and ride virtually fifty kilos mm-hmm. close to. She's got the best seat on a horse. So a lightweight and a Group One handicap. So you agree, Anne Jones? Yeah, so I don't, and you know what? I'd love her to get a chance in Sydney too, in some one of those big miles. No, I don't want her to go anywhere. Just just for a day, down and back, <laughs> ride a Group One. Uh, but definitely, yeah. Okay. One of the best, one of the best female jockeys in Australia, without doubt, mm-hmm. Nance Jones, and, and that will be that will be locked in by the end of twelve months. Yes. Okay. Tigers making the top four. Zero chance. <laughs> Dragons making top four because they're my team. Come on. Zero chance. At least we've got some. We've, we've got Luai as a halfback. Zero chance. What's okay. the where's Luai going to play? I don't know halfback five Is he? eight. Is he? Yeah. How? What's the fans' overall reaction there? Do you think? Oh, I think it's good because we needed some change. Yeah, it's a bit like the dragons. Put it this way, I wasn't even a fan anymore. I was going for the Dolphins. Yeah, it was but a I'm bit, back. Yeah, it's a bit like Dragons going with Flanagan as a coach. Like no yeah. one really wanted him, but we needed someone. Yeah. So now he's there, we might as well support him. Yeah. But I still think the Dragons are on bottom four. That's mm. that's not a bold prediction. That's just a certainty. Well, mine's a bold prediction. The hapless Dragons. Broncos can win. Here. You know my theory on that. You've got to run second before you can win a grand final. Mm-hmm. And I said that going into last year's grand final. And boy, did they lose it. Oh. Like, they didn't just lose it. They, <laughs> they had it in a bag and... They've done that before. Chucked it out. So, um, they 2015. will... 2015. They will... Um, they're, the, they're the team to beat this year. It's not a bold prediction that Broncos will win. But no, no, no. It's, 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 a, yeah. it's a prediction that I think will come true. Uh, and my only other bold prediction... Uh, yeah, what have you got? Your New Year's resolution was mm-hmm. to tip the card. Mm-hmm. Now... You came out so close last year. Mm. I think you've started off the year really well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm just not going to give you 100% credit though. One of us is going to tip the card this year. Mm-hmm. That's my bold prediction. And one of us. Gee, I hope it's me. And one of us <laughs> one of us will tip 100 to one winner. This yeah, year. That's, that's what I want to do, those I'll two say. things. So your two New Year's resolutions, I'm not saying you'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying one of us will do it. Mm. So stick with us. If you tune in, Sky Thoroughbred Central. Let's That's hope, my goal. Let's hope one of us can get yeah. there this year because I've always wanted to tip the card as well. You've already tipped a 100 to 1 winner. Yeah, but I've wanted to tip the card. Mm. Everyone wants to tip the card, don't they? They do. My dad swears black and blue that he tipped the card and like because dad's like he keeps me keeps me honest and trying, okay? Yeah. So it's very hard it's to good. get a compliment on me. <laughs> yes. 
And like that day I tipped the eight or nine at Warwick, yeah. I think he texted me. And as opposed to a thumbs up, it was, um, oh, you nearly got as close as your dad. And I'm like, Dad, you, 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 this is not even on record because he used to pencil for a bookmaker. Like, I don't know. And he reckons he tipped or backed every winner at some meeting, but there's no record. There's no there's record no, of it. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much weight that holds if you just say you tipped the card. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, and, and that could mean anything. Like that could have been a five horse picnic meeting at the back of Gilgandra. <laughs> he did well. Exactly. It could have been. It could have been three horse fields, four races. He's, yeah. So know? he um doesn't count. Sorry, Dad. I remember when I Keown's tipped. Dad doesn't count. I tipped um Sky above the Sky to win. I said, "Oh, Dad, I've tipped a forty to one shot today," and he just wrote back a laughing emoji. <laughs> and then I wrote, "It won," and then he wrote thumbs up emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps me honest, keeps me trying. Dads and text messages. There's another whole show on dads and text oh messages. Oh, my God. They're just useless, aren't they? Oh. All right, Keanu, we're nearly done. Uh, Magic Millions Day, of course, Saturday, two-year-old classic. We've got the three-year-old guineas. You've got 11 races on the card. We'll Did Shami Massey get a run in the three-year-old? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, do so I look, if we find on the two-year-old. Yeah. I still like him if he did. On a drier track? Mm, every He was too close to the speed last start. I think he just okay. bottomed him out late. Okay. Well, show me mercy for the three-year-olds if you if he's If he gets a run, he, he might have been like first emotions. Okay. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that. Not right now. Uh, and uh, that's about it for the show. So uh, you'll, we'll both beat the races on Saturday in various roles. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're looking forward to it, of course. It's going to be a massive day. 11 races is a tough staying test for anybody. So mm -hmm. if you're coming out for the day... I, don't, I can't believe I'm saying this. Drink responsibly. <laughs> like, yeah, I've, you see people turn up before race one and you still want to be like, at least there by the main race. Like, Don't just write yourself off by race five or six. Like, Pace yourself, get through the day and enjoy it. Uh, the Gold Coast track's been all done up. It looks magnificent. Yeah, Obviously, the, the, the facilities are all done up. Um, the track's been done up. So it's going to be a great day. And, of course, the sales will roll on uh, through to Saturday night as well. So it's always a massive, massive day. We're lucky to be part of it. We're looking forward to being there. But for bonus episode two, we'll sign off, Count. So thanks but for joining me. what have we got me. coming for the next season? That is under wraps for now. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that will become available in due time. That's if they let us back. Mm. So, what do you reckon? Yeah. Well, right. if I get all those bold predictions right, I'll be like Nostradamus. <laughs> I can't believe you've said Nostradamus as well as you just said it. I know. <laughs> that's, that's another. So you're full of surprises. That's one of them. Thank you for the series. Thank you. The series is finished. So thanks very much for sticking by it and getting through it. Mm -hmm. And let's hope that we're back for another series at some stage in 2024. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.